At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook on a Sunday. And so far, Wes, it's already been an eventful Sunday in college basketball for teams trying to make their case. Next week, this time, will be Selection Sunday mm-hmm. uh, for the NCAA tournament. We got a lot of action going on right now at Bay Hill as Victor Hovland has a two-shot lead over Scotty Scheffler. We'll update that. We're going to have Steve Sands on uh, this hour from the Golf Channel to talk about that and look ahead to Augusta National, because I'm always curious, Wes, when you see a course like this at Bay Hill, it feels like a U.S. Open. Yeah. Does that transfer over to Augusta, or do you really have to wait until they make that trip to, to the U.S. Well, Open? Well, this months? is played difficult, and we uh, saw last week for the Honda Classic, 10-under was the winning score. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that we would have 7-under, and I think 7-under may be the winning oh, yeah. score based on what we are seeing today. This is played very difficult. Win, you know, picked up a little bit, but just the course, and I think the rough is Oof. just so thick. So I don't know how much of an indicator it is, but certainly you like to have a little bit of play on tough golf courses right now. And Victor Hovland, seven under bar, Scotty Scheffler, five under, Chris Kirk and Billy Horschel at four under. We've basically, me, for my outrights, I've got everybody surrounded except Scotty Scheffler. So I've got Hov there, I've got Billy Horschel there, okay. and Chris Kirk there. you got three to the so, four horses. So, you know, watch Scotty Scheffler win and <laughs> won for me in Phoenix. But not now, Scotty. You are, we are, I already got what I needed out of you in Phoenix a few weeks ago. So uh, we shall see here. But Victor Hovland right now a two-shot lead at Bay Hill. All right, so we'll keep you updated there. And again, Sansi will join us later on this hour. Second hour, we're going to have Josh Edwards join us uh, from CBS Sports NFL writer to talk a little bit about what we saw with the dog and pony show, Indianapolis with the combine and mm-hmm. what we are seeing and maybe how that could project forward a little bit uh, to the April draft. So I know people love to do the measurables and all those things. We'll get a, a thought from Josh as to what he saw and how that might play out before you make those predictions for the draft. And then in our third hour, we're going to have Hakeem Prophet join us to talk NBA as well and maybe handicap what we think we might see. I know, People are going, well, maybe yeah. the Lakers are back now with that big win over Golden State. No. They're still on the outside looking they in. Are not, they are not back. <laughs> uh, they were compared to the incompetence of the Russian army last <laughs> night on the weekend update on SNL by right. Colin Joe. So now it has reached uh, mainstream media that the Lakers are struggling. But right now we do have one NBA game currently underway. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn and Boston, Brooklyn, 95 to 94. I believe uh, Katie and Kyrie together today. Yeah. So, so far, uh, Brooklyn covering the number. This did go up to uh, six and a half, I believe. And then 
here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get Phoenix and Milwaukee. Phoenix got him earlier this season, rematch of the NBA Finals. So trying to get the sweep. That is now up to nine and a half at BetMGM. So we know Chris Paul obviously not playing in the interim. Based on that line, I got to think Devin Booker. And in fact, Devin Booker is out due to quarantine. So no Paul and Booker here for the Suns today. You know, it's interesting, too, when you mentioned Brooklyn and when you get two of the three, because there is no longer really, I guess Ben Simmons will make that big three when we get there. But it, it just feels like right now people are waiting to see what the new look Nets are going to mm-hmm. look like now that KD is back. Because and, we've seen the Sixers already and they are right. very good. I know uh, James Harden did not play last night and the Miami Heat were able to put the boots to the Philadelphia 76ers. But we know at least the early precincts, at least mm-hmm. the early returns are very good, at least on Philadelphia. What we have seen so far, we'll see if that continues. I want to ask you, speaking of what you've seen so far, Wes, and that would be today in college basketball. And again, when you look at Michigan, going on the road and getting a nice win at Ohio State, 75-69. That one is final. Mm-hmm. And Memphis, absolute destruction. They do win by 14. We've led by 20 at the break against Houston. Mm-hmm. I know Houston would have been shorthanded, but still, that's an impressive win over Kelvin Sampson and company. Can we punch those tickets? Is it safe to say that Michigan and Memphis now, when you just eye test them, go, yeah, these are two of the best 68 teams in the country? I think Memphis, absolutely. Uh, And look, they could still win the American tournament. We'll Mm -hmm. find out that bracket here later this afternoon, early evening. But Houston and Memphis, uh, you know, they look like the top two teams. SMU right in there in the mix, too, to maybe see if they could get a third bid. I think SMU probably needs a little bit more work to do. By the way, they just tipped off against Tulane. So we'll be watching that game this afternoon. But Michigan, that was obviously a big win. We will see. I think it's going to determine the seedings in the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis, depending on what Sparty does against Maryland. Mm-hmm. Sparty's laying six to the Terps here on senior day up in East Lansing. So I believe if Sparty wins, they get that they get that seven seed. And Michigan will be in the 8-9 game against Indiana, which is basically oh could be. Maybe it won't be for Michigan, but certainly for Indiana, it's a loser-leave town match on Thursday. Indiana will be the number nine seed in the Big Ten tournament. Great effort up in West Lafayette, but came up short at the end. So, Indiana, if you look at all the bracketologists, uh, of course, that being my alma mater, if you're new to VSIN, <laughs> if you're not, then you've heard it ad nauseum. But Indiana is either the last team in or the first team out. Indiana and some of these bubble teams had a very good day yesterday, by the way, because Murray State went ahead and won the yep. Ohio Valley no, Conference no bids, tournament. Right? So Moorhead State wasn't able to steal that big because I think Murray State would have got would have gotten at large, even if they would have lost last night. And, you know, so, some of these teams basically kind of hanging on and, you know, winning these games, BYU losing the San Francisco right over here at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas mm-hmm. last night. That probably put the Cougars into the NIT more than likely. We'll see if the West Coast Conference gets three bids. We know Gonzaga and St. Mary's are going, perhaps San Francisco. Obviously, if they beat Gonzaga in the semifinals, they are absolutely going to the NCAA tournament. But that's what's going to happen here. You know, what is a good day for the bubble? What is a bad day for the bubble? All the bubble teams we mentioned. We mentioned Memphis. We mentioned Michigan. Let's not forget about Rutgers. Right. Who hung nice on, win. Who hung nice on win. against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Rutgers was pretty much a wire-to-wire job. Penn State, fortunately for me, got back in and actually stole the ball with five seconds left to go. And the guy that stole the ball tried to call a timeout. And then he looked over at the bench like, we don't have any timeouts. Chris Weber. So, so there were like five seconds left <laughs> when he stole the inbounds. So they got a terrible shot at the end. Rutgers survived. So, 
you know, Rutgers is one of those teams. They got a lot of good quality wins, but they got some bad losses too, especially that loss to Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Those losses matter in November, December. I know we talk about, you know, oh, the last 10 games or the recency bias. The committee looks at the whole body of work. So those losses and wins that you get in November and December absolutely matter. So Rutgers got it done, and you look at that bubble watch there. So far, so good. Three for three, SMU trying to make it four for four. We did get another ticket, by the way, punched in the NCAA tournament. Murray State, of course, last Mm -hmm. night and the Ohio Valley Conference, and also the Longwood Lancers for the first time in the NCAA tournament. Rick Aldrich's guys uh, had that four-year plan. Year four, it's paying off. They knock out Winthrop 79 to 58. Longwood covers as a two and a half point underdog game goes under the total of 139 and a half. So Longwood will be making its first appearance in the NCAA tournament. Jerome Kersey, hope he's looking down, smiling at that one, the former uh, Longwood alum there. So congratulations to Longwood. I did want to get your thoughts before the tip off in the second half. Nebraska right now, surprising lead at Scani. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin down 440 to 36. I'm seeing here now uh, some adjusted numbers in the second half. Look, I don't know where we think Wisconsin's going to be on what line, if they're locked into a two, if they can still make a bid for a one. Obviously, they win the Big Ten tournament. That could change some things. This has got to be a shock to the system a little mm-hmm. bit if you are if you back the Badgers today. I think it's I think it's a three right now for Wisconsin, and they're going to win at least a share of the Big Ten title. I believe they're already going to be the number one seed mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament. But Nebraska also without their super freshman Bryce McGowan's today, uh, not going, uh, had a collision in the Ohio State game the other night. But I'm really not surprised, though, that Wisconsin, because this almost seems like, okay, it's senior day, especially for Brad Davison, who's been there like 15 years. So, you know, it's an emotional day, and senior day is emotional, especially at a program like Wisconsin, where you've had a lot of accomplishments, where you now won a Big Ten title, you've made the NCAA tournament Mm -hmm. pretty much every year, and all of a sudden you've got this Nebraska team. This is the, you know, they are at the bottom of the Big Ten conference, but if you look at what they have done, at least down the stretch, Nebraska, this is a team that has started to play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And and they've been at the bottom all year. They didn't win a game for a long time. But if you look, they beat Ohio State just on Tuesday night. They had a close loss at home to Iowa, I believe, a couple weeks ago. They trounced Penn State on the road. Right. And they've been competitive. You know, maybe they figured something out. Fred Hoiberg is going to be brought back. Trev Alberts, the former Nebraska Cornhusker football star, now the AD there in Lincoln, said we're going to be bringing Fred Hoiberg back. So a little vote of confidence. So so maybe a little bit of spark for this team. And I, I did take the Badgers actually first half in game. First half got there. We'll see if the plus 12 hangs on. It did close 13 once Bryce McGowan's the McDonald's All-American was ruled out. Uh, very quickly, you mentioned Murray State getting that win over Moorhead State last night to punch their automatic bid. Are they no longer, are they going to start getting the Gonzaga treatment where you say they're going to go to the NCAA tournament third year uh, out of four years here? The Zags, I know the mis- ma- mid-major label is what we always mm-hmm. give some of these these programs, right? Yes. Murray State feels like a legit now program just like you would not putting them on the Gonzaga level, but that maybe we stop talking about Murray State as Cinderella. I mean, when you can produce the well, John Morants of the world. Well, they've been a good program for a long time. Right. I don't know if they're at that Gonzaga level, but I think they're a consistent team when you look at, at you know, the success that they've had in the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, they're not go- They're going to get, I would think, a very good seed. I'm trying to really think what their seed would be. They'd probably be in like the 8-9 game. Right. Maybe they get a, a seven. seven. You know, I, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. They are ranked in the AP in the coaches' poll in terms of the top 25. So this is a very good team. And I don't care what league you're in. 
And the Ohio Valley is kind of middle of the pack in mm-hmm. terms of a strength of league, maybe kind of toward the more bottom half if you split them equal, equally. But the, if you go undefeated in your conference, when you're the target every single night, yeah. that is a hell of an accomplishment, and that is really difficult to do. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that, that conference championships matter to a lot of these coaches. And Murray State, you know, they survived. Moorhead State was very game. Moorhead State actually led for a decent amount of the game. They were certainly within the number, plus eight, all night long. Mm. But Murray State finds a way, took Moorhead's best shot, and they're in the NCAA tournament. All right, so we'll we'll, uh, keep updating uh, some of these scores, how they have impact, certainly for the NCAA tournament. They have begun that second half in Nebraska right now with a six-point lead in the first minute of second half at Wisconsin. Also, Loyola, Chicago against Drake. We'll talk about that one as well when we come back in the M. C finals to see how that one is going to play out for an automatic bid. Much more to get to. We will talk to Steve Sands later on this hour. It's getting hotly contested at Bay Hill. Come on back. It is betting across America right here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the NCAA tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN. Com slash Matt. It's Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. Mentioned we're keeping an eye right now what's going on at Bay Hill. That is a one-shot lead right now for Victor Hovland over uh, Scotty Scheffler here. But Billy Horseshoes, Billy Horschel's just two back. And he sees some names like Tyrrell Hatton, mm-hmm. Nick Watney, Corey Connors, Chris Kirk, Taylor Gooch, all at three I'm not saying that they're they're running out out of some holes, but boy, this leaderboard is yeah, getting bunched. Yeah, you never know if they could just make pars, maybe a birdie mm-hmm. coming in. I think they're absolutely in it. One of my Chris Kirk is one of my guys, but I do have Hovland and Horschel right now. Hovland's still the favorite. Scotty Scheffler makes a big par, so that wasn't a two shot swing there. But right now at BetMGM, Hovland plus one ten to go ahead and win this thing. Scotty Scheffler three to one. Billy Horschel seven to one. 
Corey Connors, 10 to 1. Chris Kirk, 16. Terrell Hatton, 18. Nick Watney, 25. Taylor Gouge, who was a, oh. the overnight co leader with Billy Horschel. He's fallen back, but he's not dead yet, even though he's four over mm-hmm. for his route. He is 28 to 1. Gary Woodland, 40 to 1. Then down to Matt Fitzpatrick and Graham McDowell at 66, respectively. And we're keeping an eye on the NBA. We mentioned Boston and Brooklyn in a good one right now. Boston, though, starting to get a little bit of separation. They're up by six with five minutes to go there. Uh, 110-104 right now in the fourth Yeah, quarter. Celtics minus 5.5, minus $1.30, at BetMGM. All right, Nebraska right now in college basketball, up by four, 17 minutes to go there in, second, in the second half against Wisconsin. We mentioned Loyola-Chicago against Drake in the uh, Missouri Valley. Now, you look at this here, and right now they're getting ready to start up the second half. Loyola's leading 27-25. When you look at some of these games and you mm-hmm. go, all right, you got to get this win to get the automatic bid. Because this this conference isn't going to get X number. Do you handicap differently, Wes, when you look at some of these things, knowing what these teams know that hey, I I, I can't just cover the number. I got to win the game outright right. in order to get that bid stealer. Well, I mean a little bit, but keep in mind these lines are about as tight as they are going to get because now there's no football. All the odds makers have caught up mm-hmm. in terms of their power ratings and. They're going to account for all the stuff that you as the better are going to see and pay attention to, where you're going to be like, oh, Joe Lenardi or Mike DeCourcy or whatever bracketologist has this team, the last team in, so they really need to win. That's already going to be taxed in the number, by the way. So don't think that like, okay, you know, I figured something out that the guys behind the counter have not, because (laughs) I would say if they know it, you know, or you know it, they know it rather. So, you know. That's going to be priced in here, and these numbers are going to be so tight. So that's why I say, you know, if you're playing some of these favorites, you know, don't don't lay the worst of the number. Like, don't lay two and a half, lay the money line. You know, usually three or under on a favorite, I'm always going to lay the money line because these numbers are so tight, and I have such a high volume anyway Mm -hmm. that a little bit of extra big isn't going to kill me if it loses necessarily. So. That's what you've really, you know, got got to pay attention to. And you mentioned, by the way, that Loyola-Drake game mm-hmm. in the Missouri Valley. Right now, Loyola-Chicago, interestingly enough, uh, per sub-bracketologists, are the last team in Ooh. as an at-large. So, look, they can handle their business today. Well, if they go ahead and beat Drake, Loyola-Chicago, I think, is the only team in the Missouri Valley, by the way, that really has a case if you look at it for an at-large. I don't think... Drake has had a very good season. Mm-hmm. Missouri State had a very good season. Northern Iowa had a very good season. They're not at large teams. Loyola Chicago, though, is one of those teams that definitely have that. I think I don't think previous years, I don't want to say that they don't matter, but you never really know. I mean, sometimes a team could get the benefit of the doubt from a committee, maybe over a kind of a new kid on the block mm-hmm. and Loyola, obviously. Deb and Drake really have been the two best teams in the Valley. And Loyola did play a tough schedule, lost a couple close ones down in the Bahamas in that tournament in November to Michigan State to Auburn. So if you look, they don't really have like a ton of the quad one wins except for San Francisco, who's another team that they're kind of fighting for maybe one of the last at-larges. They did beat them. They won at Vanderbilt. They won at DePaul. They beat Arizona State. So some of these teams that are really good mid-majors are kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't, because it's like, oh, well, you got to play all these teams. Well, nobody really wants to schedule these teams because, <laughs> you know, if you lose to them, it, you know, if you win, it's like, well, you should beat these teams. Right. If you lose, you don't say, okay, that's a quality loss, even though these teams are good, like the Murray States of the world or the Loyola Chicago's of the world. So, 
you know, if Loyola does lose here, there's still at least a possibility that you get two bids out of the Valley. And obviously that affects the Indianas and the Virginia Techs mm-hmm. and the Floridas and, you know, the SMUs and those type of teams. So, you know, in terms of going back to your question, you know, how I, how I handicap differently, it's just like little different scenarios. I mean, I don't want to, you don't want to overbet when a price is already taxed where it's like, oh, this team really needs to win, so I right. got to bet them. That's already accounted for. And if anything, there are just like little spots that I like to do, especially when you get these multiple day tournaments and you get a team that t- plays the day before against the quote unquote rested team. Mm-hmm. I think it's often not too bad to go against the rested team. Oh. You got to handicap every game individually, but especially in the first half, because one team has dealt with the fact that, hey, if we lose in this tournament format, we're going home. Right. We're out of the damn thing. And this other team hasn't had to face that situation yet. They haven't had to face that adversity. So they're coming in all rested and whatnot. And then you got the other team that played the night before the day before that's on adrenaline. So, you know, you got to handicap each game individually and crunch the numbers and look at the style of play and the style of matchup and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I like to play that team that played the day before against the rest of the team, especially in the first half. All right, it was a two-point game at the half. Drake had scored the final seven at the end of the first half to tighten up against Loyola Chicago right now, uh, just starting that second half. Uh, first bucket goes to Loyola Chicago, 29-25 right there. Uh, so we'll keep a watchful eye there because, again, to your point, Loyola probably doesn't want to leave it to chance here. You, no. you want to go ahead and try to punch that automatic bid today. Drake, on the other hand, I think they know they got to win this game. Yeah. They're probably not getting in if they fall to 24 and 10. Yeah, Drake has had a good season, 24 mm-hmm. 9. Nice win over a decent Richmond team, but that's really kind of their only win to note. They did sweep Loyola actually during the regular season. So there's one of those angles that mm. you'll kind of have to look at and see where it's priced in. It's difficult to beat a team three times, yeah. quote unquote, but it depends on who the matchup is. If it's like, Duke against, you know, uh, a bottom feeder in the ACC against Boston College. It's not going to be difficult for Duke to beat Boston College three times. But a game that's even like this, Loyola and Drake, and that's why I did like Loyola on the money line today. Also, the under Arch Madness, usually under fest, but on Friday it was not. I think all four games went over. Yesterday, both went under in regulation. One did go to overtime to eventually push it over, but you obviously see a very low-scoring game now, 31-25, just two minutes into the second half. All right, let's go to the uh, Southern semifinals. When you look at Wofford against Chattanooga, and this gets into one of your scenarios here where people – I think sometimes look at the number and they go, all right, Chattanooga is just laying two. Yeah. Let me just lay the two. Uh-huh. But, but your advice there, if people, I hope you're listening intently to this, would be play them, if you like Chattanooga, play the money line because yeah. these lines are so tight. Yeah, and uh, Chattanooga, by the way, they're kind of a tough matchup for Wofford. They are the number one seed, even though Wofford is really the most proven program here in the Southern Conference. Chattanooga did beat this team uh, during the regular season. I believe swept them. I know they won at Wofford 75 to 67 mm-hmm. and then won 71 to 60 at home, which makes this number a little bit curious, which is why <laughs> I stayed away. I was like, why are they only laying two? Why aren't they laying like three and a half or four right. necessarily? So that made me a little bit skittish here because Wofford certainly, I think, has the more tournament pedigree, even though it's a different coach than Mike Young, who's now at Virginia Tech, of mm-hmm. course. But he was the guy that really, I think, kind of got them going down there in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So that's an interesting game. Chattanooga, though, has been the best team in this SOCON all season long. Uh, one other game I just wanted to pick your brain on very quickly before it tips. That would be Boston U against Navy, where the uh, midshipmen here are laying two and a half. So, again, mm-hmm. we're getting into those, those scenarios where they're under three 
And again, we're just trying to let you know out there, you don't necessarily always have to lay those small favorites yeah. if you think there's danger working in those tight lines right now. So Navy, the Academy, is favored by two and a half over Boston. Yeah, and by U. the way, that is the Patriot League semifinal, which the first one is currently going on. These are played at campus sites. That's right. Not a neutral site. And right now, the number one seed, Colgate, Looking 56 good. to 43 over the four seed, Lehigh, about 10 and a half left to go in the second half. This, I believe, is the 2-3 matchup. Boston U did get swept by Navy during the regular season. They lost by seven at home, 72 to 65. Also lost 83 to 71 at Navy. So I did take a little piece of Boston U at plus three minus a dollar 20. I look at this Navy. I think Eddie Duchellis' guys are going to want to slow it down a little bit. Boston's a bit more athletic. Boston, the better offense, second best in terms of offensive efficiency. Navy just eight, but Navy number one in pretty much every defensive category. So if you like defensive teams, you like the midshipmen. But just in the scenario here, I took BU plus three minus $1.20 for small. All right, Nebraska, Wisconsin right now tied up at, at 49, but 60 minutes, 60 minutes ago in uh, the second half here. But we got a technical foul scenario on Nebraska. So that small lead they had, it was up as high as six here early in the second half. That has gone away as they are now even. Loyola Chicago right now, four-point lead over Drake, 34-30. So we'll keep a watchful eye on those. When we come back, we'll talk some more Bubble West and some teams getting ready to go in action today like Michigan State. Come on back. It is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's called Finger Wicking Good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Hey, let's go. Isn't that what they say? That makes me really hungry right about now. Yeah, it I, looks really I, good. I am hungry, actually. Yeah. So we got a little ways to go, though, on this program. <laughs> Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Pre-flop, what was Brooklyn getting? About four and a half today in the NBA against uh, I Boston? believe they were six and a half. Okay. And, and now they are so perilously boy. close here. Uh, Jason Tatum, by the way, 51 points uh, for and good he measure. he the free throw. He does. Uh, needed to get 52 there to get ahead of the number. Kevin Durant, for his part, 37. But Jason Tatum, you absolutely see. And I think there's a reason why the Celtics got a little bit of love. I know JBT was talking about it here on Visa mm-hmm. about, hey, this team might not be a bad bet to win the Eastern Conference. This was like right before the All-Star break. They seem to be coming together, and Jason Tatum Boy. looking like at least he is one of the top 10 players in the NBA. He has just been getting better and better. Uh, another one of uh, Coach K's uh, lieges down right. there down there at Duke. Didn't spend a lot of time there. Wasn't part of the former the 100 players that came back yesterday because he obviously has other matters to attend to, <laughs> namely this game and scoring 52 points. But Brooklyn buries a three <laughs> Kyrie here. Kyrie, 13.6 left to go. We're going to have a foul, foul situation. Fest. I believe Jason Tatum will go back to the line. All right, he's got 52 points in counting. So, again, depending on what number you had, it looks like Boston's going to get the outright win. Will they cover those numbers depending on when you got at 124, 120? Uh, right now with 12 seconds to go. Colgate right now putting the finishing touches. They have a 17-point lead against Lehigh in the semifinals. And how about Wisconsin? They've come back. They've got a six-point lead now Mm -hmm. against Nebraska. And we mentioned Loyola Chicago against Drake in the Missouri Valley Championship. Four-point game right now. Loyola Chicago 38-34. About 14 minutes to go there. Loyola, Chicago, not a loving the Drake. No. They they, they want to beat the Drake because the Drake got them twice during the regular season. So Loyola, of course, uh, 
last team in, depending on what bracket bracketologist you look at. Mm-hmm. And look, they could take care of business and go ahead and win Arch Madness. But this is what Arch Madness usually is. If you watch this Missouri Valley wow. tournament at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, low scoring defensive rock fights and Drake now uh, hits a bucket. Now a two point game, Oof. still a lot of time left, 14 minutes left to go. Uh, that's a good one for a battle for an NCAA spot. Again, we don't know if Loyola would get one if they were to lose this game or not. Again, we're going to have Steve Sands on in the next segment. Right now, it is tightening up. Right now, the leader is Victor Hovland down there at Bay Hill at Arnie's uh, tournament at the Invitational there. And he's at five under par. Scotty Scheffler won back at four under, tied with Tyrrell Hatton, mm-hmm. who is at four under par as he plays the 14th hole. So who knows what the winning number might be. Yeah, here. and you've got Gary Woodland wow. uh, now at four under. He, just he goes to him. a tie Ooh. for second. Chris Kirk, I believe, is in tight here, too, for a birdie opportunity. He could get to four under. That would uh, help my cause at least a little bit. But we've got so much going on. we got Man. golf. we got college basketball. we got NBA. We've also got a NASCAR race right here in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, just up uh, the I-15 north of here. And uh, right now uh, at BetMGM, I believe you still have about 15 minutes to bet this before they go green. Kyle Larson's your favorite at 7-2 plus 350. Mm-hmm. He is on the outside of the front row, just outside of the pole sitter, Christopher Bell who is 16 to 1 and then I'll give you some of the shorter prices Chase Elliott and Joey Logano 15 to 2 Ryan Blaney 17 to 2 William Byron 9 to 1 Denny Hamlin 12 to 1 Tyler Reddick 14 to 1 Martin Truex Jr 18 to 1 Alex Bowman Kyle Busch 20 to 1 the Daytona 500 winner Austin Sindrich okay. 22 to 1 along with Kevin Harvick the two I played today I played William Byron and Ryan Blaney each at 10 to 1 All right so we'll see how that plays out again I'm looking at your guy Corey Connors just missing a short birdie putt there Not my guy I think that might be Jeremy oh, Wangle's Jeremy guy. Jeremy director, we're trying to root some, for some of our guys here at Visa and see how this plays out, but it is super tight right We've now. We've got the leaderboard covered Man. pretty much between all of us. My goodness, we'll see how that plays out there. Want to get back to college basketball? We talked about some results that we saw yesterday. Bad result for my alma mater, VCU, losing to St. Louis as they are a bubble team. Right now, I saw some of the projections last four out. Look, when you saw what North Carolina did, and I know you were on the Tar Heels yesterday against Duke, not that I don't know that they were ever really on on the bubble, though clearly right now, uh, they, yeah. that could, who knows what they do in the ACC tournament where that team could go. First of all, before we look ahead to what Michigan State has on tap against Maryland, what, what impressed you the most, whether it was earlier today, maybe with Memphis and how good they looked against Houston, whether it was North Carolina, how good they looked, or Michigan's win on the road today against Ohio State, which one of those teams that we believe are now off the bubble you well, might you really look at their seating and go, yeah, that's a team I might play for a final four. Well, I think Carolina's clearly in. They were kind of like, they were in good stead. They weren't like a last four in, so they had a little buffer. But to go down there, and I was on them yesterday just because I thought they were going to be motivated. And, and the whole thing with Coach K and all yeah. of this stuff and the ceremony a lot of drama. and all the players back. You know, I felt like it was going to be a little bit big for those guys. And I didn't think that they were going to lose outright by double digits, but Big win for Hubert Davis. Nice little uh, uh, six-mile bus ride home to Chapel Hill. I mean, they probably had so much energy, they were going to run home (laughs) and just sprint home. Damn the bus and the ride back. So I was impressed with North Carolina yesterday. I thought that that was a big win. Uh, I don't know how far they are going to go. North Carolina's always got dudes. But I still think that... You know, if I were to look at them right now, I'd probably say they could be like an 8-9 or like a 7 or somewhere like that. They're going to be second, by the way. I think they're the two seed in the ACC tournament. So Duke, North Carolina maybe could hook up once again in the Barclays Center if they both reach the final. But that was kind of yesterday's standout. Mm -hmm. Uh, The standout to me today was Memphis. I tweeted about it earlier. 
This is a team that has gone through the struggles. Remember Penny Hardaway and oh, his yeah. guys were kind of at odds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, you know, I don't know what to do with these guys. There's been some jealousy on the team, by the way. Maybe some of the older guys with some of these young five-star kids that he brings in. And, you know, that, you know, the AAU folks yeah. help him get. And that's where Penny is tied. And Penny's still really learning, I think, how to coach as well. Even though he's got Larry Brown over there helping him out. But it helps that a lot. The one thing about Memphis this is going to be kind of a weird team. They can get bounced in the first round, or I could see them going all the way to like the Elite Eight or really being a dark horse because there aren't five teams in America that are going to out-athlete Memphis. No. Memphis is just so good athletically. That Houston team is really athletic because I saw them close up and close and personal here at the Mandalay Bay where the Maui Invitational was held this year. Mm-hmm. And I saw Houston. I was like, man, they got long dudes. They can defend. Like they looked, you know, getting off the bus. What did Dick Vitale used to call it? The all airport team. <laughs> yeah. They look getting off the bus. Like nobody going to beat these guys. Yeah, and that's kind of how Memphis looks a little bit. They too. Do. Now they can make some mistakes and turn it over and play a little erratic, take some bad shots. That's what you're going to get. But that's what you're going to have to live with this team. But they, they are absolutely athletic freaks and they're not going to get out athleted by some of these blue bloods no. necessarily like the Arizona's or the Gonzaga's or the Dukes. Like they can athletically, they can match up with anybody. Now, can they play smart and can they play good discipline basketball? Sometimes they show that they can, I think they did today. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they show that they cannot. And it's like a head scratcher. Like this team's terrible when you watch <laughs> sometimes. So, you know, Memphis is one of those erratic teams, by the way. So, uh, uh, we do have one final score I do want to mention before we forget. 126-120 Boston yep. over Brooklyn. Six, pretty much the number everywhere. I think there are a couple six and a halves out there, including at BetMGM. So uh, more than likely, most of the results were a push on this game. Game does go over the total easily. Okay, let's get to what Mem- uh, Michigan State has on the docket today. And that would be a must win against Maryland. Land six at home today. Right now, they're seventh in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. 19 and 11. And again, we saw Indiana, your alma mater, come up short against Purdue. I don't know if they get credit for a loss. Michigan State can't lose this one. Now it's up to six and a half here uh, at BetMGM. When you look at the Spartans today, Wes, is there pressure knowing, man, this is one we we just, we got to have, but yeah. we haven't even played the game yet. And it's one that you should get. Now, and I don't know if Michigan State yet is really in that bubble territory. I think, uh, you know, they're probably relatively safely in the field, 19 and 11. They have some really good wins, by the way, mm-hmm. when you look at their profile over Loyola Chicago, who's playing in the Valley Tournament final right now, over UConn. Uh, they they beat Michigan. They split with Michigan. They won at Wisconsin, where hardly anybody wins at the Cole Center. They beat Indiana. They beat Purdue at home. So they've got good wins, but this is senior day up at Michigan State. It's usually an emotional day. There are a couple seniors on this roster Mm -hmm. they're getting a maryland team that you know kind of playing out the stretch but they have rallied i think they were at one point uh they were like three or four games under 500 they are now 500 on the season 15 and 5 7 and 12 in the big 10 so look maryland lost a heartbreaker to michigan state at the uh, first of the month i believe 65 to 63 and maryland rallied to come back michigan state had a big lead in that game maryland almost stole that one but Danny Manning's guys have been playing hard. They've won uh, four of their last five, mm-hmm. won at Nebraska, beat Penn State, lost at Indiana, and then beat Ohio State and Minnesota back-to-back at home. So this is not a team that you can necessarily just say, yeah, it's assumed we're going to beat these guys. Fats Russell, I think the Rhode Island transfer, now that he's kind of taken over, running the show for this team has been very good. So 
I thought the number was right today, Dave, okay. at six. That's what I made it, so that's why I did not play this game because Michigan State, I know people love to play the Tom Izzo and March deal, uh-huh. but we know the last few years in February and March, he's been a little bit under 50% against the number. He has, and right now, by the way, Wisconsin's starting to pull away. They're up by 10 right now in the second half after trailing at halftime against Nebraska. So, again, we'll find out what Wisconsin's case is going to be after the Big Ten tournament as far as their final seeding goes. When we come back, Steve Sands of the Golf Channel going to join us. Boy, it's getting really dicey down there at the Arnold Palmer. We'll get Steve's advice there and look ahead to the Masters. Yeah, that's right. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you and unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining and shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts, properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds right back here on VEASAN. We are here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas, and it is wild down there in Florida at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And a man who does yeoman's work week in and week out on the Golf Channel is, of course, Steve Sands, part of the D.C. Mafia, by the way. Great to talk with Steve Sands, as always. Uh, Steve, when you look at this leaderboard here, and it is getting truncated. We saw, looks like Taylor Gooch has kind of removed himself from the Sunday equation. Victor Hovland right now, one-shot lead, standing in the 11th tee over Gary Woodland. And Scotty Scheffler, first of all, what do you make of this? Because it does feel like a mini U.S. Open type, type golf course. Yeah, just the way Arnold Palmer would have liked it. High rough, thick rough, nasty rough, and then greens that barely have grass on them, rolling <laughs> almost 14 on the step. A uh, lot of long par putts, a lot of hacking out of the rough. Uh, if you're not in the fairway at this golf course this week, you're in big, big trouble. Yesterday afternoon, literally 24 hours ago from right now, the middle of the third round, Victor Hovland was at 10 under and had the lead. 
And now look where the lead is. It's been cut in half. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah, somebody that has a Hovland ticket, also Horschel and Kirk. I'm sweating mm-hmm. that out because I thought maybe Victor, this was gonna, <laughs> gonna, this was kind of gonna be as I have arrived, even though everybody in the golf world know he has, but he has not yet won on American soil. But look, has won uh, four times over the last calendar year. So this was kind of, it seemed like this was gonna be his crowning achievement, but he's gonna have to hang on for dear life. So let me ask you, Steve, what do you make of Victor Hovland? Do you think he's there just yet where he can kind of win a major? We know the talent is there, but do you think we see him be erratic around the greens at times with this chipping and his pitching? His bunker play was bad yesterday. Do you think, though, that he's really close to winning a major? I do think he's close, but he needs to tighten the screws a little bit on his short game. His putting and his chipping and pitching around the greens are not major championship quality just yet. Now, if he if he improves on the, that part of his game, everything else is right there. So there's no reason Victor Hovland at only 24 years of age, already with three wins, already with a couple of worldwide wins, um, there's no question that he is going to be a guy who is a factor of majors for the next couple of decades. But right now, you know, I, I think most people in golf would like to see him tighten up that short game just a touch. Talking with Steve Sands, NBC Sports, and of course the Golf Channel. Right now, Gary Woodland, you mentioned him. Uh, he just made another par save on 11, so he's one back here. Look, this is a guy who's won a U.S. Open, Steve. When you look at Gary Woodland, is he kind of an overlooked major champion, if there is such a thing? Oh, yeah, no doubt. He is under the radar all the time. Now, to be fair uh, to the odds makers and also people who you know pay attention to those kinds of things, he hasn't done much recently. Mm-hmm. However, when you have a setup like this, fellas, when you have that U.S. Open style of play, that suits a Gary Woodland and, and Gary usually plays better when the golf course and the conditions are tougher. And that's what we're seeing this week. Steve, uh, as we look, of course, uh, to the masters as well as the a big tournament next week too, Dave Ross, that we forget about the players championship oh, yes. and then the WGC match play at the end of the month in Austin and Steve, what we've kind of seen this year, we haven't seen a lot of the favorites really come off and win to start the year. John Rahm, seeing him around 8-1, to one, Colin Marikawa 12-1, to one, Jordan Spieth, of course, always a player at Augusta, 12-1, to one, Justin Thomas, Rory, DJ had won in over a year, and then, of course, Brooks and Cantlay. So a lot of these top guys at the top end in the odds board have not won this year. So do you think that that opens it up for somebody like a Scotty Scheffler, who, by the way, might win this thing? We were talking over the break that he might win this thing. Scotty Scheffler finally got that first win in Phoenix a few weeks ago. Do you think the win is coming sooner rather than later mm. and that he's all of a sudden going to string a bunch together? Without question. He was the best player in the world who had yet to win on PGA Tour. And you cross that finish line and there's just something that changes. It's like a bounce in your step or just that much more confidence or the thought that you know you can get there. Um, whatever it is or a combination of all those things, he has that right now. He carries himself with a lot of confidence. You wouldn't know it by his nature. He's such a nice kid. But there's no debate on whether or not Scotty is a great player. And he's going to be a great player for a long time on the PGA Tour. And I think TPC Sawgrass is a good golf course for him. The beauty of next week is you take the five biggest events in golf, the four majors and the players. The players is like the Masters. It goes back to the same golf course every year. And one of the traits that the Players' Championship has and TPC Sawgrass has is that anybody can win there. Yeah, it's nice to be long, but you don't have to be. There have been plenty of players who are not 
the longest guys on the PGA Tour to win. So if you bring your, you know, it's one of those deals where Jack Nichols used to say this all the time about these big events. You can't find your game at a big event. You have to bring your game to a big event. And certainly Scotty Sheffer with that win in Scottsdale played pretty well the next week uh, at Riviera. And he's obviously in the mix this week to perhaps get a second win in four weeks. There's no question he will be bringing his game to TPC Sawgrass next week and not trying to find it. Talking with Steve Sands at the Golf Channel. And Steve, you and I were there. It feels like moons ago now. It was when Rory Macker ran ran away with it at Congo, a congressional to win that U.S. Open. And now he's going to go into Augusta National here in a couple weeks and still looking to kind of get back in there. We know the firepower, four-time major champion. Is is it a legit question to say what's going on with Rory? Or is it, again, it's going to happen, it's a matter of time? Probably both. Uh, uh, I'm not avoiding the question, Dave. I just just think that every time he puts the peg on the ground, he's going to win. And he shoots 65 the first day here, and you think, oh, I mean, Nakaroa's going to win again here. But then he runs into some trouble, and he has a little bit of an inconsistent nature to his game at times when he's not singularly focused on it. And, you know, you miss a little putt here, and, you know, you, you have a bad shift here, and, you know, you never know. And then all of a sudden he dives down the leaderboard as opposed to staying on top of it. And, you know, I, I, I think that Rory – I think Rory's very comfortable with his game, and I think he has an understanding that when he plays well, he's going to put himself in position on a Sunday to get more wins. However, there are times where he has some lapses, and he had some of those in the last couple of days. He had a couple of those earlier today, and now all of a sudden he finds himself well back. So, man, I, I just think when he plays great, he's unbeatable. Mm. He just hasn't played great over the course of four days. Uh, in a while. And when you go to the Masters, you know, only one guy, five guys have won the career Grand Slam, fellas, and only one has done it at Augusta. The other four have done it at the other three major championships. And Augusta is the most difficult one to win because you go back to that cauldron, which has less oxygen than any other place in all of golf, maybe all the sports, Augusta National. So Gene Sarazen did it in 1935 there's a little bit more added significance to the career grand slam here in 2022 than it was in 1935. I don't think Gene really knew what he was doing that uh, doesn't take away from the accomplishment, but you know what I mean? Like there's just so much more uh, on the line now than there was back then. So I, I think Rory will be a top five favorite. He'll be a top five choice coming in um, as he should be, but can he get across the line? He's had a couple chances there. Uh, one of them, he failed miserably. One of them, he did not uh, perform well enough. Patrick Reed beat him, but yeah, he's got to be in the top five as far as the odds go, whether or not you want to take him or not. That's a different story. It's so difficult to win there, especially in the situation he's in. All right. Got about 90 seconds to go with Steve Sands from the golf channel. Very quickly. I know a lot of people here at Visa and we keep going, Willie Z, Willie Z, Willie Z. When's it going to happen for Willie Z for Wilson <laughs> Alatoris? What do you make of this kid? Obviously this didn't turn out to be the week down there at Bay Hill. My man, Tim Murray, buddy. I love Timmy Murray. Uh, Will Zalatoris. Here's the deal with Will Zalatoris. Speaking of Augusta, how about him giving a run, you know, last year with Hideki Matsuyama uh, as a young kid in his first ever Masters appearance. Will Zalatoris, here's the deal with Will. He is a top 10 ball striker, maybe top five ball striker on the PGA Tour. His putter needs a lot of work. Mm. Uh, At that level, he's obviously a very good putter. But at that level, you know, you need to be exemplary. Now, when he is putting very well, the ball striking is always there. So he's going to be 
in the mix on Sunday, you know, week in, week out on the PGA Tour and at major championships like the Masters, if his putter cooperates, that's a big if. He, you know he can hit the ball well enough. Can he putt well enough? If he does, then he'll give himself a chance to win. All right, about 30 to 1, you're seeing uh, he's been fluctuating a little bit on the odds in the last couple of weeks. Hey, Steve, always appreciate the time and the information, man. Great to catch up with you. You do great work, as you well know. Uh, certainly the Golf Channel and NBC Sports. We'll catch up again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day, Steve. Anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Steve. There he is, Steve Sands. It's getting tight there. The back nine right now. Victor Hovland's got a short birdie putt to possibly take a two-shot lead. We'll update you when you come back with us. Right here, betting across America on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.